Hey everybody, it's Kirk Henderson coming to you once again with another episode of Mavs Moneyball After Dark. So coming to you the day after the game, sorry about the delay. Uh, both Josh and I simply had things that happened on a Sunday night. And as, you know, we get further into this, uh, you know, Mavericks team, I think it's going to be harder and harder for us to do these post-game podcasts on weekends where we have day games. Uh, day games for the Mavericks uh, are primarily for overseas fans, as, you know, with the game that starts at uh, 1, 2, 3 o'clock, it's a lot easier for our overseas fans to watch the game at a more reasonable hour for them. Uh, the Mavericks defeated the Timberwolves 111-91. It was a game where Luka Doncic was a late scratch, and Rick Carlisle had to go deep into his bag uh, Chris Stapps for Zingas played an absolutely phenomenal game. I'm not sure if it's his best game as a Maverick, but it is pretty darn close. 38 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists, 5 blocks, 6 of 14 from 3. He hilariously only went 6 of 10 from the line. Uh, only 2 turnovers. It really, really, you know, Dirk Nowitzki's the only other Maverick to even post a stat line like this in Mavericks history. It's pretty outstanding. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith had a great game, plus 35. Tim Hardaway Jr. was plus 37, even though he was only two of seven from deep um, and really only had like 19 points. But it just shows how, you know, when the Mavericks get going against a bad team, they're capable of absolutely destroying them. They didn't even really play that well. 14 turnovers, only 11 of 40 from deep. But the whole team just kept coming. Seth Curry had another outstanding performance. He was uh, 8 of 10 from two-point range. Uh, he had 27 points on the game. Really an impressive all-around performance uh, for these Mavericks. If you're watching the game, it was one of these circumstances where in the first half they absolutely beat the Timberwolves off the floor. The Timberwolves are, of course, missing Carl Town. Uh, but no one on the Wolves were really able to get going either. They only shot, like, under 37% from the floor. They had, uh, you know, similar turnover issues to the Mavericks. And their new guys, you know, weren't really able to get it going. Uh, Beasley was, like, a, a 5-15 from the floor. Russell was 6-18. of 18. So when that happens, they're just not going to be able to keep up. I uh, can't remember who I saw this on Twitter say it really well last night. It might have been Mavs draft. Uh, who said something along the lines of the problem with the Timberwolves is once you get past their top three players, they really, maybe even their top four, top five, so their bench is all like 13th men. And I think that's really accurate. Like uh, Reed, you know, played again for, at center, and he was just atrocious despite having, you know, uh, nine points and 12 rebounds. Just not not really the kind of player that works in the modern NBA with the number of minutes that, that he's getting. Uh, the Mavericks, you know, if you if you go to their bench, you can really see where things got a little dicey for them at times. Once again, they go to their bench, and no one is really able to do much of anything. Um, Justin Jackson was forced to play 20 minutes after not playing the previous game, and, you know, in shocking fashion, he was bad because he is bad. Uh, J.J. Brea had another rough floor game shooting. He did have seven assists. Uh, and it was a plus 12, but we're starting to see the limits of J.J. Barea's effectiveness in limited time. 
he is best as a, a break glass in case of emergency, and he's just not helping in that respect. Um, Dolan Wright, just an interesting guy. This was a game where you thought he would do more. He was a plus five in 32 minutes, could not shoot the ball well. Uh, he did have eight rebounds and six assists along with three steals, which really goes to show how uh, versatile he can be. But for a guy who needs the ball as much as he does, or at least seems to want the ball as much as he does, he just doesn't bring it with regularity. Uh, I'm sure the Mavericks will continue to work to find interesting situations for him uh, as far as, as you know getting the most out of him. But he's just struggled this season. Really not much more to it. Um, Cordy Lee came off the bench and had a phenomenal dunk uh, on a break. If you guys saw it, it was pretty exciting. Um, past that, there's just not a ton to talk about this game. You know, the Mavericks are in one of these weird situations over the last, I don't know, probably since mid-January, when they've really started to figure things out. But the problem is they haven't won more than two games in a row during the stretch. As a result, while they've won 37 total games, they aren't really making much of an impact in the in the standings. They're, they've been hovering around six-sevenths six, for two weeks now, uh, almost firmly in seventh, despite the fact that they're right there with the, you know, they're as of this moment, they're a half game behind the Thunder, uh, a full game behind the Jazz, and three games behind the Rockets. And there's still opportunity for them to improve, but they actually need to take it. They need to win some of these, these winnable games. And when they do things like the other night they fell to the Heat, and, you know, again, tough loss, things weren't really working for them. There were a couple of, of things that were working against them, but these were winnable games. The loss of Atlanta each stands out. You go back to the beginning of February where there's the back-to-back losses against Memphis and Washington. These are the sort of things that, that towards the end of the year we're going to look back and say, wow, they just won some – or they lost some of these winnable games, and there's not really much more to say about it other than that. Um Past that, you know, we've got a couple of games in the in up coming up. They play the Bulls tonight. If you're listening to this before the game, then they have uh, back-to-back games against their Western Conference foes. Or not? It's a, it's not a back-to-back. It's a Wednesday-Friday game against New Orleans and against Memphis. And those are the kind of games that they absolutely need to find a way to win. Um, I want to go check out there while I have everybody here. Against their division opponents, the Mavericks are eight and two, which is still the best in conference or uh, in division. The the Rockets are seven and four against conference teams. Memphis is four and six. Pelicans are ugly three and seven, which is part of why they're struggling to get back in it. And the Spurs are only three and six. Mavericks need to win both of these games. Uh, it will be very helpful in terms of establishing playoff seating, particularly if they can you know, eke back into things against uh, the Rockets. I think that that division record will end up mattering, particularly if they split the season series against the Rockets. Um, That's about all I have, guys. You know, we'll be back tonight with another podcast after the Bulls game. I just wanted to get something out into the other because Josh and I have actually managed to do this for uh, our whole staff has managed to do a podcast just after every regular season game, and I didn't want to break it just because something weird happened with our schedules. We appreciate your uh, loyalty and listening, and we want you to tell your friends about us and keep coming and listening to our uh, pods after the game. 
All right, everybody, we want you to uh, have a good day, and we will talk to you tonight.